You're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Arma Energy, presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, Bill's Pipes, and Shades of Grey Helmet Painting, as well as Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got Mike Visor from Verb Moto. Mike, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Hey, not too bad. It's a cold, brisk uh, day here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. You're in a, uh, a slightly warmer uh, climate and uh, enjoying yourself down in Mississippi, I believe. Uh, you had a rather eventful day, all things considered, and with, uh, which was highlighted with feeding a herd of buffalo. Yeah, yes, no. Uh, I'm actually on a uh, ranch, and uh, they got buffalo, uh, cow. It's uh, it's pretty neat to, to be that close up to all the different buffalo there. They're, uh, they're huge. <laughs> So, Fair enough. Uh, e- definitely I- an interesting e- place I- here. Beautiful track too. Yeah, no, I tell you, this is uh, this is a pretty much a heaven uh, for anybody that rides. Uh, beautiful lake right there. Water truck obviously on the ready. Uh, beautiful track. Uh, just a all around gorgeous place here. Hanging out with uh, Dylan Rouse and Jake McKinney, two uh, arena cross riders. Um, just doing the next couple West Coast rounds with them. Uh, so it's been a, been a fun stop so far here in Mississippi. Right on. So, um, like, uh, this is uh, Dylan's ranch. Uh, his parents own it, I assume, and uh, he's built. Um, this, a... Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not actually either of theirs. Uh, it's one of their friends. Okay. Uh, Shane, Shane, uh, sorry, Shane Freeman, and uh, we're actually down here uh, on our way to the next round. Uh, so this is a nice in between before we get to uh, Birmingham. Right on. So, um, of course, uh, Mike, there's been some big changes for you in 2016. Uh, last year, you were more or less a, uh, uh, a photographer for hire. You were on the road. You were following uh, uh, the the one we know as Stank Dog, and uh, you're you're getting into some creative writing, but uh, but uh, just dipping your toes into that. Uh, now you're uh, basically the man on the scene. You're Johnny on the spot when it comes to anything arena cross, and uh, you've also uh, um, teamed up with uh, with Verb Moto for for a lot of uh, those those articles that you've been putting out. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, that transition for you. Oh, it's been uh, it's been really good. Um, like you said, you know, not too not too many months ago, really, I was pretty much just on a you know week to week kind of here or there basis. Um, now it's, it's really, you know, more of a full-time thing and it's, uh, it's exactly what I want. Um, you know, and right now I'm shooting for a couple of different great groups. Like you said, Bird Moto is one of them. Also MXPTV, um, you know, I get nice. to do all their live updates throughout the, uh, evenings of all the different arena cross races. So it's good to be able to bring that content, um, you know, more to the mainstream, uh, more than just, uh, I think what it has been in the past. I think it's, it's definitely getting out there more. Um, definitely been a really good thing to be a part of the Rockstar uh, Energy Team. Uh, it's been been a dream come true to you know be be a part of a team like that. We uh, did our photo shoot for the posters and everything. 
uh, that went really well. That was a first for me pretty much and uh, turned out great. Uh, other than that, now the only other uh, real big difference is, uh, I guess, how busy I am. It's a little bit more stressful, but uh, like I said, it's definitely a welcome change uh, compared to where I was. For sure. You have uh, a little bit more of a solid platform. You you know where your work's going to be uh, next week. And uh, all, all it is is now is that your job to cover it all. And uh, I think uh, it uh, definitely is a little bit more stressful for you, a lot more bigger workload, but a workload that uh, uh, you embrace. And uh, for a lot of, uh, for, for lack of a better word, you kind of ask for. Yeah, no, I couldn't be, uh, couldn't be happier. And I, honestly, I mean, I, I would welcome more work even. Um, yeah, I love to uh, see my work out there. Uh, this year has been really good being able to you know, partner up with uh, 100%. I do all their arena cross coverage um, as well as, uh, like you said, for MXTTV, I'm starting to do some work with fly racing. Uh, so it's been, it's been really good. Um, I just hope that it keeps, keeps growing and I can keep, uh, you know, growing as a photographer as well. Cause there's still a lot, a lot to learn, you know, on my end, I'm still not, still nowhere near where I want to be on uh, my overall photography level. But I think just like uh, any rider, you know, you just got to keep working at it and uh, eventually you'll get there. Absolutely. I couldn't agree one 100%. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something for you, you're a little bit of like uh, you're a duck in water, uh, so to speak. Um, a guy who, who really wanted a position like this and uh, when put in play, uh, you've, you've just taken to it. And I think it all started off with that Rockstar Ener- Energy um, photo shoot. Uh, some expert photos, some really, really cool angles and stuff like that. And uh, that's pretty much what kicked off uh, uh, what you've grown to now. And um, I see improvements in your photography. I see improvements in, in your articles and, and your, your, your written word, your spoken word. Uh, and um, it, it's all working. Uh, it's all it's all uh, looking up for uh, for Mike Beiser. What do you attribute uh, the success to or the, the rise, I guess? Um, is it just about staying diligent or is it about uh, looking at what you were doing maybe last year and seeing what you needed to do differently? Um, I think most of it just has to deal with the overall commitment level. Um, I believe that once you're all in in something and you, you know, you make it your, not only, you know, your goal, but your passion. And, um, I won't take no for an answer. I mean, I really, I made it, you know, my goal overall this year to better myself, but I, I think you understand where it's, it's hard to put into words, but there's, totally. just, there's no saying no. Um, there's no it's giving the same up. Grind there's I'm no, on, my friend. Yeah, no, it's, and I'm sure, like you said, it's a grind. It's, uh, it's not easy. I mean, the first three rounds, to be uh, completely honest, I traveled by myself in a uh, little Chevy S10 and slept in the back half the time. You know, it's, it's not a glorious thing, but, you know, at the end of the day, what are you willing to sacrifice to, you know, live your dream? And, uh, I tell you, I'm willing to sacrifice anything. There you go. Couldn't agree more. Uh, all I really need is an American passport, and I'll be right in there with you. But uh, unfortunately, that might uh, turn into uh, competition for uh, Mr. Mike Pfizer. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm hoping to make it up to Canada after Arena Cross. Um, I'm hoping to maybe do some work with the uh, Yamaha Rockstar team up there. Um, nice. It's actually the same team as the uh, Arena Cross uh, Husky team here, the Rockstar team. It's the same group. Uh, so that would be be something cool. Get to go up up north there and uh, get to hang out with you, maybe. No doubt, I absolutely have to uh, check out some of those rounds and uh, and we can cover them together. And uh, by by the sounds of that, is that uh, like uh, the the undertones of uh, a possibility that uh, the one, the only Stank Dog might be uh, locking down a 
OTSFF uh, ride for 2016 up, up north? Yeah, I mean, nothing's out of the question. That's for sure. Um, you know, the, obviously you guys understand the different rules up north with the two strokes and how much more, uh, I guess, lenient they are really with it. I know Kyle Regal made a couple appearances last year on a 252 stroke. Um, so you never know. You know, nothing's out of the question there. Well, actually, the, the the funny thing is about the two-stroke deal is that uh, once again, uh, the CMRC, who is the governing body over the Canadian Nationals, has made a rule that if you want to ride a uh, a two-stroke at a national, not only do you have to have a Canadian passport, but you also have to be riding for a team that is below a level support. So uh, it's frankly it would be out of the question as far as Dengdong is concerned. Yeah, unless huh. he wants to ride a yeah, one twenty-five, and that. You know, he, do that. he is the 125 guy. That is yeah. uh, that is his uh, his claim. You know, I, I wish personally, I wish there would be you know some sort of a 125 class in arena cross. I think that would just be uh, something to see. But this uh, Stank Dog's been doing really good. Um, you know, he's suffering right now from a broken leg and just still gutting it out uh, every week yeah. on the grind and uh, put in a good result last weekend. And just uh, looking forward to this next weekend with the new uh, acquisition of Austin Stroop to the team. Uh, should be really good. For sure. Now, uh, tell us the process of, uh, of, of of welcoming Austin onto the onto the team. Of course, he will be uh, piloting uh, the bike that uh, another down rider has. Uh, he's bowed out of the series for the most part. Is Kyle Regal? Uh, he's taken the 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 number one. Will now be accompanied by a two and or a nine an eight a nine and an eight uh, for the for the coming rounds. And uh, interesting to see a guy like Stroop um, kind of want to come back into the sport. Get it his uh his his life in order and um and, and really make it take a step forward and um all too often we see in the sport um injuries happen accidents happen and uh, he's able to capitalize on uh on an injury of for uh from Kyle Regal who I'm sure we are all hoping especially the guys over at Arena Cross were hoping uh the the the, the returning champ was going to be able to at least stay in the title fight uh till uh the the end in Vegas yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely unfortunate what happened to Kyle. I really hope hope that he can come back. You know, hope he's hope he's on the mend right now out in California. Um, it, I, it's hard to say exactly what Stroop's role is going to be. You know, if he's just going to be a fill-in or you know the possibility of staying on longer. Um, I don't doubt that that he's going to put in results. He's an incredible rider, um, also an awesome rider to shoot with too. Um, great style, great form. Um, like you said, he's been through some rough times. I think all of us can can somewhat relate to that. You know, no one's perfect. No one's had a perfect life. Uh, but if you're going to get your stuff together, you know, what better place is there to do it than, than in the sport of motocross? So uh, as far as the, the team goes, um, so basically uh, the only returning member this year was uh, Kyle Regal. He's no longer on the team. So uh, as far as the casting crew of riders is a whole different uh, scenario. And you're also kind of a new entity to the team doing a lot of the coverages and, and uh, like the, the exposure side of things. Um, what's the feel of the team over there? They're, they're, they're a dominant team, but there's also uh, the, um, the Babbitts team that is kind of like, they're, they're kind of fighting for who's the big dog under the tent as far as arena cross goes. Um, what's the overall feel and uh, what do those guys need to do to, uh, to maintain that uh, number one plate by the end of the year? Um, in my opinion, I mean, well, this is the first year for the actual rockstar Husqvarna team to come in. Uh, I believe, Kyle Regal just received Rockstar towards the end of the year last year. Um, so this is the first year for the uh, factory-type support team. 
um, and I guess the second, you know, major, major team in arena cross behind, obviously, uh, Team Babbitt. Team Babbitt's obviously, they're killing it right now. They have Jacob Hayes, Chris Blose, and uh, Gavin Faith seem to be up on the box pretty frequently. You know, definitely a model for what the Rockstar team wants to achieve and what I feel we can achieve. Uh, we have a great, great team right now. Obviously, Kyle Bitterman, um, he's been improving every week. Uh, and then you got Snake Dog, obviously, you know, huge fan favorite. Um, loads of talent on the bike, great style. Uh, I feel if he wouldn't have had the broken leg these past two weeks, I feel like he could have gotten on the box easily. Uh, so hopefully, you know, going forward with his leg on the mend, uh, we'll see that all better here, hopefully by Tampa at the latest. And then uh, we'll see him back in full speed. And as far as Stroop coming in, you know, he, he did win the Lights Main um, on a custom Power Sports Kawasaki a couple weeks ago. And, uh, showed the speed right away. And I feel that, you know, putting him on this type of a machine is only going to open up the doors more and really uh, could also give that boost to the team that we need to get on the podium consistently and uh, start to make a uh, little bit of a color change up there from green to white. There you go. So uh, it's all about mixing it up there with the boys and uh, nobody mixes it up quite like arena cross. Um, For this season, most would assume that this is a um, uh, distinct dog coming into the season uh, with um, his best finishes yet. But of course, last year he was number eight. Now he's number nine, but a lot more support and uh, things were really starting to line up for him. Unfortunately, he has this uh, leg injury, but like you said, something that he's going to be able to battle through and hopefully uh, be 100% by uh, by Tampa. Um, what's his uh, acceptance of this kind of newfound fame? I think uh, last year or maybe years previous, uh, a guy like um, Garrett would have kind of flown under the radar a little bit and, and just put in his, uh, his, his laps and, and put in some good finishes. Uh, do you feel like there's more pressure on, on Garrett to uh, really go out there and uh, prove himself and uh, um, kind of like own up or like accept this, this newfound attention? Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely more, uh, more pressure. Um, but honestly, I mean, this thank you seems like the kind of guy that it just, it really doesn't affect it. Um, you know, he's able to kind of just brush it off, you know, brush it to the side and, and focus on, you know, what he needs to do. And, uh, this season, you know, like you've, you've said, he's already suffered, you know, from some injuries and obviously, you know, that, that's a setback, but it, it speaks to, you know, the type of rider that he is to be able to just kind of rebound from it and not actually, um, I guess, take it to heart too much and let it really pull him down. Um, I, I, as for a person, he hasn't changed at all, which is uh, something really rare. You know, I think that, that just speaks to the kind of guy that everybody knew he was from day one, uh, just down to earth and uh, humble. You know, humble is the perfect word to describe him. Uh, fan favorite, too. He, he's the guy that will sit there, you know, for – 20 minutes after autograph signings and just keep signing away for the kids. So it's, it's, it's honestly a, a dream come true to work with a guy like that too, who, um, who just seems to be able to give you what you need and what you want. Are, are any of us surprised that uh, Stank Dog would continue to be himself uh, a guy who's uh, basically kind of um, uh, just, Brought brought his his true self to the track every single day, and whether it be on a two stroke, four stroke, or otherwise, um, this is me, and you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, not surprised that he would continue to uh, just carry on the exact same way, and uh, and just just put it put in more emphasis and be more confident in who he is, and know that it's a, a valuable product that he can uh, um, 
put on display and uh, just genuinely really love these fans that show him the attention and uh, he gives it right back to him, which is a rarity and it's good to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Junior Jackson made the right call, um, you know, in, in putting him on the team. You know, even if, in my opinion, you know, even if a guy isn't going to go out there and win every race for you, if he can be there every week, you know, make the mains, um, you know, that's one thing. But if he can represent your, you know, team well and really get you out there and um, make a name for not only himself, but the team and, you know, represent the sport positively, it's, he does so much for Arena Cross that it's, it was the right call. I'm glad to see him there. And I, I just, I want to see him on the top step though. You know, I told him last week after uh, Gavin Faith and everybody were, you know, doing the whole champagne shower that, that it was my turn. You know, he had to, he had to get up there so I could, could have a little spray down myself. <laughs> there you go. Selfishly uh, encouraging the guy on. So uh, you get a little bit of that on you. Um, but, uh, but good on you for all of that you've been doing uh, with the series and uh, giving it more exposure uh, Arena Cross is now known as a bit of a road to Supercross. We've seen a lot of the champions from that series move on to uh, to Supercross and still be successful. Uh, Tyler Bowers being the most recent, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And and hopefully uh, by the end, by season's end, Mike. What's all that about, Mike? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that, yeah, that was a, a beeping noise there in the van. I'm sorry about that, but uh, no worries. Yeah, the road to Supercross this year has been unbelievable uh with the you know recent inclusion now even of chase sexton and uh, austin forker getting his points and moving on uh it's it's something to see and in my opinion that's that's part of what i really love about arena cross now is the road to supercross um i don't think it quite gets enough attention yet uh i think it definitely deserves more because if you think about it every single rider now that's going to line up at a monster energy supercross race will make their way through arena cross so i'll get the chance you know to see him or shoot him before they really make that transition. And to me, that's something special. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something, something cool to see, you know, you get to see them grow up, which is, you know, well, something, a, something cool. That's absolute. Uh, I totally agree. Um, as far as, uh, the regulars of the, the series are concerned, uh, we've seen a lot of these guys like, uh, Luke Reslin did it last year. And, uh, same thing with, uh, Jordan Smith, some of them would uh, qualify for the night show and then barely ride, or they they wouldn't do the night, like they wouldn't do the uh, the main events because uh, they didn't actually require to get the points. They just needed to get into a certain amount of night shows. Now you see a guy like Austin Faulkner going in there, stealing uh, stealing some moto victories and mixing it up with the boys, uh, getting uh, both a fifth place finish his first weekend and then uh, the following weekend going out there and winning the damn thing at the second evening, I believe. Um, yeah. How much uh, of this is a distraction to these guys? Um, do the do the series regulars like having these guys around? And um, uh, if 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 they don't like having them around, do they kind of look forward to the to uh, the later rounds in the series when you have a, a few less of those guys uh, mixing it up? Uh, from what I've seen so far, um, you know everybody seems pretty happy. You know with with the guys coming in. I know this year there's been a rule change to where they have to uh, actually line up in that night show that they qualify for. Um, unlike last year, you know, like you said, if they qualified, most of them packed it up and went home. Um, but that's not a real reflection of a rider. If you're ready, in my opinion, to uh, race supercross, you know, you need to line up on the gate. You need to bank bars. You need to, you need to race, not just practice, you know? So I'm glad to see that rule change. And, uh, me, it's just a, what are you scared of thing though? Like literally 
like arena cross is known as like oh it's tight confines there's some there's some physical riding out there but uh these kids that are coming through a lot of them are supposed to be considered the next big thing at the supercross level uh let alone the 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 arena cross level so um and these kids have won everywhere they went uh, against a lot of the same riders that they're in these main events with and uh still last year a lot of them decided to pack it up and and uh and just move on to supercross in in my opinion um I would want to go out there get my pro debut under my belt with a huge victory and uh just put a big stamp on it and say hey supercross i'm coming oh i agree and uh, i mean a lot of people really look at your performance i mean not many people get to watch practice you know not many people are there to watch that but a lot of people are there to watch the night show you know as well as the tv coverage and media coverage and that's honestly in my opinion that's what your team wants that's what the team deserves for helping you get there and uh, the fans, too. You know, what's the sport without the fans? There's a lot of fans that come out there just to see these you know, young up-and-coming riders, uh, you know, perform and, and race to their ability. Yeah. Uh, so with, like with that rule change and, you know, forcing them to do that, I think that's definitely uh, a necessary thing. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Chad Reed even had to comment in on, you know, Austin Fortner and whether or not he should just go ahead and race Supercross now or, as his team plans, you know, wait till the outdoor season uh, because he said, you know, he watched Arena Cross and he saw how ready Austin Fortner was. And I think that's, that speaks volumes to what the road to Supercross is really all about is letting these kids get that exposure. Right, and this this road this is the road to Supercross, not only for the youngest riders uh, just coming in and getting their pro debut, but uh, for a guy like um, Austin Stroop, who's been there, raced arena, uh, Supercrosses, I believe he's even got some wins to his credit, um, pick up the pieces after uh, some some injuries and, and some uh, some personal stuff, uh, get back onto a, a decent ride, put in some good uh, good finishes, and take your own road back to Supercross, which uh, I'd only imagine for Austin is where he'd like to end up. Yeah, no, definitely. I think everybody knows that, you know, that's ultimately where Austin wants to end up. And that's ultimately, I think, where most, you know, riders do want to end up. There are some that, you know, truly love Arena Cross and they're in it, you know, for for that. But uh, most of these guys on the road to Supercross, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be an amateur guy, you know, coming up. And it can be a guy that, you know, had maybe a rough couple of years in Supercross, lost the attention of the sport, lost support. And, uh, you know, can go out there, put in a result and uh, help get his name back out there through the channels immediately that way. Well, right on. Uh, Mike Pfizer, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I'd like to have you ag- again uh, next week to uh, do a little bit of a race recap of uh, the next round of Arena Cross, which is where? Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, it's a one night show this weekend. Uh, so give a, you know, come on out. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Saturday evening uh, night show. I believe there's going to be a track party starts at five and a five to six, and then the main event stuff should start around seven o'clock. Perfect. And uh, for those who would like to uh, follow more of what you've got going on in both social media as well as uh, your written word, uh, where would they go to find that? Um, I, you can follow my personal page at uh, at Mike Visor Photo on Instagram or uh, Twitter and. Uh, as far as any of the media channels I contribute to, mainly Verbmoto uh, and MXPTV.com. You can go there and check out all my other uh, galleries from the weekends prior. And uh, as far as any of my written work goes, should have something coming out here real soon, as a uh, kind of like an up-to-date blog with uh, Stanky, so that'll be interesting. So definitely check that out. 
Right on. Well, uh, as always, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, give our love to Stanky himself, and uh, uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Because what you do is good. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, and I'll uh, give you something to talk about for sure next week. Hey, this is Jake Weimer with Team Tedder Racing, and you're listening to Big MX Radio. We're going to commercial break. We'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they're simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. 
all of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to BillsPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. And we're back on the line with uh, Dave Feeney from the Rockstar Husqvarna team. Uh, he's the mechanic for none other than Zach Osborne, the 16 machine, once again for 2016. And uh, it's been a bit of an up and down start uh, for you guys, uh, Dave. Um, but uh, other than that, how are you feeling this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? Uh, actually, Wednesday afternoon here in Southern California is pretty dang nice. Uh 80-plus degrees, so, uh, yeah, it's been quite a quite a mild winter for us. Uh, hopefully, it continues on. So, I know uh, a lot of people back on the East Coast and further north are suffering a little bit with the cold. 
No doubt. It's uh, it's, a, it's a brisk minus 20 degrees here, uh, which is, of course, Celsius, uh, which means way too cold uh, for, for dirt bikes, construction work, or anything else that'd be, uh, that would be conducive to what I like to do. Um, and uh, But you're experiencing uh, weather that's not too far off of uh, what Australia is getting right now. No, no it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Uh... We uh, go on to the track tomorrow and going to need to bring some sunscreen, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's always a good thing to have as you're getting uh, you're going through the West Coast Supercross. And uh, like I said, as we came off a break, uh, this has been a bit of an up and down season for the 16 machine. Zach Osborne is the pilot of the bike that uh, you pieced together. Um, how's the season been for you? And uh, of course, we saw... Um, Zach leave the the race really early last last week with an injury. He looked like he was in some serious distress, but thanks to an update from his twi- Instagram page, um, mostly just some bruising or a twisted a twisted wrist, uh, should be back on the bike uh, like you said tomorrow and uh, and and putting in some laps. Yeah, uh, he actually uh, rode on Tuesday and felt pretty good. Put some put some good solid laps in. So yeah, we're going to be ready for San Diego this weekend. Right on. So, uh, how is how has the Husky been for you this year? Uh, some some uh, some changes from the bike that you guys had last year, but uh, something that you've been working on pretty much pretty extensively for the last four months. You probably know that thing inside out, sideways, and backwards. Yeah, uh, our new bike is really awesome. You know, it's uh, quite an improvement from the old bike, and uh, you know, we're making changes constantly to it. Uh, just to get it a little better. So uh, we're uh, five races into Supercross, uh, and with two more races to go for us, and then our outdoor testing stuff. So yeah, it's uh, been pretty busy getting everything uh, everything dialed in for Supercross and. Once you think you've got that sorted out, then if you're uh, on the West, if you're working the West Coast Series, you go straight into outdoor testing straight after Dallas. Wow. So it's uh, kind of nonstop for you guys and um, probably not even a whole lot of uh, downtime for Zach. He's an integral part of getting that bike ready for outdoors. Um, as far as pr- preparing a bike or setting up a bike for for one or the other, um, which do you enjoy uh, more uh, more setting a bike up for Supercross or setting a bike up for outdoors? And uh, and what uh, what are the different challenges that present themselves when you're when you're doing either one? Um, setting the bikes up is fairly easy for both. Um, it's Supercross seems like it's a little easier because everything is right in front of you as far as uh, watching the bike and seeing what it's doing, you know, because it's just a, in a small area where um, with an outdoor track, you just have to, uh, you can see it a little bit, but uh, you have to rely a lot on the uh, rider feedback. 
So, um, as far as outdoor testing, uh, you guys are basically located in Southern California, but we know that the outdoor series uh, goes all the way across uh, North America. Um, how do you guys get a setup that's uh, going to be at all um, working on the East Coast from a, from a West Coast point of view? Um, you pretty much just um, get a base setup, and it is pro- there's probably four or five different tracks around here that we ride. And if you ride all of those tracks or pretty much most of them, you can get your baseline really close. And then when you go to the East Coast tracks where there's probably a little more traction, the bumps are a little different, it's not hard to make an adjustment to to suit those conditions where... Um, you know, you just have to get a little bit of variety in the in the tracks that you're riding. Like, if you just try and go to one or two tracks, it's really hard to, to get your baseline where you need it. So you actually have to ride you know, at least three or four to help you with that. Well, um, your rider, you have the benefit of riding, uh, your rider being one of the riders that uh, has, um, has had a lot of time testing and even developing motorcycles uh the ktm 85 was a bike that uh zach basically has seen built from the ground up and uh the, the finished product that uh, that basically has stayed very similar to today is something that uh, he helped develop how much how key is that for you having a guy who who knows what he feels he knows what he's looking for and uh in a lot of ways kind of knows how to get it uh it's it's good because you can you can rely on him and it's, you know, his feedback is really good. Um, he has, yeah, good communication skills, which yeah, a lot of the younger riders don't have. Like they can kind of tell you what they're feeling, you know, it's like, Oh, it kicked me. And they don't really know why it did it, but it did it. So, you have to, you know, it's up to the uh, people around them to get the information out of them. But Zach, uh, he's, he's a good tester, and uh, he likes to do it, so that's a good that's a good thing. So um, when we get uh, to outdoor, like our outdoor testing here in a couple of weeks, you know, he it's exactly what he likes to do. So. He likes to go ride his dirt bike, so he'll get plenty of chance to do that, for sure. Fair enough. The guy who uh, likes to spin some laps, and uh, from what we know from last year, is that uh, he's doing a lot of uh, conditioning and training and, uh, and and bike work out at uh, the ranch in in Colorado. Is that something that you were able to uh, go and accompany him with? And uh, we also know that he was spending a lot of time on the 350, which, uh, which of course, is a little bit handy because out there, uh, the um, not only is getting used to a, a bike that's got a ton of power, a little bit more power than the, the, the 250, and... And um, not being um, so affected by the altitude out there, um, where does the 350 come in as far as setting the bikes up and uh, and getting a, a a good sense of of where you should go on outdoors? Um, the 350 is it's it's a complete different bike as far as <laughs> uh, suspension is concerned. So it's it's really hard to you know it's 
it's something that you have to um, you concentrate on the 250, and then when you decide you want to ride a 350, you know, we have a base setting for that, which is pretty good. So we can he can go back and forth, but our main focus is on the 250. So. Fair enough. So now, uh, Yamaha and, K- and uh, Husqvarna, as well as KTM, are uh, three manufacturers that are still uh, dedicated to the, the full spring fork. And um, so far, uh, especially in the 250 class, we've seen those two brands, or those three brands, up front, styling and uh, taking control. Do you think uh, that the, that dominance has anything to do with the fact that um, those three companies are kind of staying true to the proven technology and uh, more or less waiting till the uh, the, the air stuff is is pro- pro- truly proven as far as uh, professional competition goes? Um, well, I think the, the airport technology is slowly coming around. I don't know whether it'll actually be something that is going to be, that's going to stay around a long time. But, um, yeah, the, the spring fork is tried and true and actually had a, a lot to do with the development of the show therefore when I was at Pro Circuit. Okay. And well, I did a lot of testing with it because uh, Brock Tickle was the first guy to start running that uh, in 2012 and it, got to, it was being developed quicker than you could make parts to race with. Uh-oh. So, so it was, it was just um, such a quick development uh, where they were learning on the on the run, so to speak, and you know it it got better and better. And I'm sure it's you know been two years since I've used that fork, and I'm sure that it it's quite a bit better than. Uh, when I left there, but you know the the spring fork is something that uh, most guys are really comfortable with. So, um, but the air fork is quite a bit lighter than every uh, than the conventional spring fork. So, it, everything has its pluses and minuses. Uh, I think that maybe the um, a lot of guys will end up switching back to the spring stuff just until the development goes a little further with the air fork. So for us, that's a good thing because we haven't spent a whole lot of time with the air fork as far as with WP. You know, cause that's, um, that's Fair enough. Like Go ahead. Stuff. Um, well, uh, th- like, for me, I, when I, I see uh, you as a mechanic, a guy who's super meticulous and takes pride in his work and is able to uh, um, re- really turn out a bike that uh, optically not only looks unreal, but uh, as far as uh, I can tell, as far as um, kind of keeping track of mechanicals and stuff like that, you've been extremely successful in keeping a bike together. Uh, what do you attribute that to and, um, and and how much pride do you take in the work that you do building a bike basically from, uh, from a white frame right up to uh, the beautiful bike that you uh, were able to Instagram uh, just the, the other day? Um, 
you take a lot of pride in what you do because, you know, that's what people see that, you know, it's, um, it's you, you know, it's like an art form. So you do the best you can with the materials you're given and, you know, everybody has their own, uh, idea of the best way to do stuff and, know how how things look or how they should look and you know uh, with people with that have aluminum frames some people like to uh, shine them up and to a mirror finish and other people like to have a more natural look to it uh, with the white frame there's not a whole lot of uh, shining to be done but you know, you make sure that everything's clean, all uh, properly done, and you know, it's, you know, it's your uh, it's your bike, and that's what people look at, and it's you. So it's everything that you know you've got is put into that thing because you know that's your that's your baby. So uh, as far as a, a work stall, uh, it seems like uh, you've got a, a pretty uh, tight-knit group of, of mechanics over there. Uh, Mohead coming in l- last year and is now, I believe, is working with uh, Purcell, which is a whole uh, bag of worms in and of itself. Um, uh, how do you guys work together and how do you work separately Like uh, as far as uh, giving each other space uh, underneath the tent and eventually at the, uh, as well as at the race shop because uh, you guys are at times working at close quarters and at times you're also able to kind of uh, have your own space and uh, and do your own thing. Yeah, it's um, you, you spend a lot of time with your teammates so you know um, when they need help and when they're okay. So, you know, we we pretty much do our own thing, like, day to day. But if something goes awry or somebody needs help, like, and you're, you're in a good place, you'll just drop whatever you're doing to go help your teammates. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, if you're at the races and somebody has a, a major issue, you know, the guys all just pretty much drop what they're doing and go help help their teammate out, which, uh, you know, a lot of teams are like that. There's some that are, um, that are a little more individualized, but our team is, we're a team. You know, that's, you know, all yeah. for one. So, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a great atmosphere. We're all good friends. Uh, we all get along well together. So, uh, that's a great thing because we spend so much time together. You know, we're, we spend more time together as a group than we do with our families most of the time. No doubt. No, uh, so, uh, anyone from the, 
uh, cycling background would tell you that a bike is only as good as the components it's built with. And uh, as far as uh, performance motocross bikes go and, and uh, bikes at your level, some, one could be said the same thing because uh, there's very little on, on your bikes that is completely production. Obviously, a swing arm frame and a few other things are, are, are very, very close to what someone would get off the showroom floor. But uh, you yourself seem to be uh, have... Pretty much the um, like the the ultimate list of sponsors to 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 pull from like whether it be W Wheels, um, Bellray Lubricants, Gut Seat Covers. Um, what's it like for you to be able to work with companies that you know are tried, tested, and true, and um, that like you're not going to have to be um, make the the products that you're you're using aren't making your job any harder. That if that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Ah uh, no, like our sponsors are awesome. You know, they, uh, we have everything that we need and the best quality stuff you could possibly use. So as a mechanic, you know, being able to do that and know that everything that you're using is the best, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty awesome. You know, we get, we get a lot of works parts and stuff from, from Europe, but like our, um, like our team sponsors that are here, you know, they're the ones that make it go around, you know, uh, pro taper, you know, handlebars and sprockets, uh, dub wheels, you know, FMF exhaust, you know, the lip, you know, Dore lubricants, you know, it's just the list goes on and on. You know, they're great people that we, uh, that we deal with and most of them, you know, we see like on a on a regular basis, and we know most of them by name. You know, and so it's it's great using products that you can relate to as far as the people that work there and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. No doubt, and uh, even right down to the the pro taper handlebars, which um, for for those who who mostly know that uh, KTM's, uh, a lot of them ended up coming with uh, with a with a fat bar or a, you know, like a, a bar without a crossbar pad. But uh, uh, Zach prefers a crossbar, and um, so it's uh, is that something new for him for 2016? Uh, why go to that? Um, any reason uh, for, for for that particular change? Because uh, as far as um, Husqvarna KTM is. Concerned, uh, the crossbar is uh, a little bit foreign to that brand. Uh, well, that's uh, that's what our guys like, and we actually use um, yeah a pro taper bar, which is is really good, and yeah, it's it has enough flex built in it, and it has the uh, the controller on the crossbar pad where you can either lock it in or lock it out as well. So that. You can, if if you want more flex, you can just uh, lock it out so that uh, it had the bar has more flex in it, or you can uh, lock it back in and it's like it has a crossbar again. So it's the best of both worlds. 
That's interesting. Yeah, yeah a lot of guys uh, flip flopping back and forth and uh, making your guys' uh, life difficult sometimes. Um, wanting like, I'll, I'll go bring me the fat bars, bring me the the, the crossbar, back back and forth, switching controls. Uh, basically, what you're describing is a scenario where uh, by the flick of a switch, uh, you can you can have a completely different feel and send your uh, your complaining rider back out there. Yep. All you got to do is take the crossbar pad off, uh, flip the switch around, and away you go again. And put it back on, put the crossbar right back on, and where you where you go. So it's uh, makes our life a lot easier. For sure. So motocross racers, as we are a uh, fickle bunch of tropical fish, um, what is uh, Zach uh, particular about? What is he really like? Is he is he finicky about anything on the bike? Is he kind of kind of I like it this way, or is it, does he have a? a um, a common complaint about the bike or, or something that you either, either it's mental or he like legitimately, uh, has, has issue with it. Uh, like not to, uh, knock the product whatsoever, but what is he personally, uh, finicky about? Um, he likes his, uh, he has a certain rear wheel position that he likes. Uh, it's back a little ways. So, um, that's, that's where he likes his rear wheel position to be because if it gets too far forward, if the rear wheel is too far forward, then he feels like uh, the bike uh, sits up too high. Not and stable enough. Too much, too much weight on the forks. So we uh, we like to, he likes it to be uh, back quite a ways. So that would be one of the only things and he likes his grips to be really small because if you don't know Zach has really small hands yeah I was gonna say I'm looking at the bike right now with some full waffle or full diamond grips uh so uh um then like uh are, are those are those pro taper grips or are they uh <laughs> uh yes they're actually um the uh pro taper race cut half waffle grips Okay. With the half waffle cut off of them. Oh, really? Yeah. S- something that uh, most most uh, mechanics aren't having to uh, to do to get out a, a utility knife and, and cut the waffle off their uh, rider's grips. But uh, um, all in the name of success, right? I, I'm sure if uh, um, if Zach wanted the back of his uh, the back of his clutch clutch lever to be pink, you'd have to paint it pink for him, right? Whatever it takes, yeah. That's <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. They come up with the ideas, and we try our best to accommodate whatever they decide that they need to do. All right. Uh, so so um, obviously, we, we wish. Um, that the the, uh, the 16 machine will find its way to the top step of the podium. Uh, obviously, this weekend, um, not a great weekend for him whatsoever. Not not on the podium, not in the race uh, after the first lap. And uh, obviously, Zach left looking at it. a lot of discomfort. But uh, coming back this weekend, you'd mentioned that he's able to put in some great laps yesterday. Tomorrow, he'll be back at the track doing his thing. Uh, what do you feel Zach needs to find the top step? Uh we just need to get some better starts and you know I think you know if you get better starts the bad luck goes like the some of the bad luck goes away. We've made a couple of 
changes to the bike over the last couple of weeks, and I think we have the package that we need. We just need a, a better start and maybe a little better luck uh, at the beginning of the race, and we should be fine. Uh, have you uh, considered lending Zach your uh, CR500 to get those better starts? I think Zach would like to ride that, but uh, due to his contract obligations, he's uh, not allowed to. <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right. Fair. Well, um, yeah. after, after Dallas, i got to imagine that uh, you yourself will be able to put in some laps on that thing, something you haven't been able to probably do in the last little while. Uh, blow the dust off that uh, that 500 and uh, see if you still know how to operate that thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's uh, probably one of the first things that I'm going to do. I haven't... Uh, I haven't ridden a dirt bike since Thanksgiving, so kind of looking forward to it. You know, uh, you know Zach's expressed interest in uh, going and riding some laps with me, so I'm sure he'll do a lot of laps, and I'll do a couple. So it should, we should have a great time. Before uh, before that uh, that Honda uh, pumps up your arms uh, <laughs> better than anything, uh, I'm sure uh, that that's a, a heck of a bike to, to hold on to. And uh, by the looks of the machine, it looks like uh, you've called up a couple of Zach's sponsors, or at least the team sponsors, to uh, help that thing be expertly appointed. Oh yeah, yeah. I've uh, oh, I've actually had it for um, for for a couple of years now. So yeah. Um, the sponsors, the, the sponsors that are on that are a little different to uh, our current team sponsors. Uh, um, I have other friends that help me out. Uh, Mitch Payton, who owns Pro Circuit, uh, was uh, a big help with that bike for sure. That pipe is beautiful. That's on that, my friend, and uh, she must bark. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, it's music to your ears when uh, when that thing fires up for sure. Right on. So, um, last couple of questions for you before I let you uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and most likely have some uh, well deserved dinner. Um, what's uh, what's time qualifying like for Zach? I know this year in two, the two fifty class, uh, it's a really there's a lot of kids that are all around the same speed. They're all trying to put in fast laps, and uh, we've seen the the points leader uh, Cooper Webb uh, kind of butt heads with uh, a couple of the guys uh, from your old team there, Chris Aldridge uh, getting in the way a little bit, but uh, never intentionally getting in the way these guys are all trying yeah. to do a job um what's your take on all that and uh um does zach ever get frustrated out there and if so how does he handle it uh zach is actually usually pretty good at the time qualifying um he's always he, he can always turn a lap uh he's usually in the top five and usually higher up in the top five and if he's not close to the top, then he usually is, you know, will come back and say, well, you know, I made a mistake over here or um, something happened and, you know, he's usually comfortable with his lap time. So I know that uh, in a couple of uh, practices, you know, guys have got in his way and he wasn't very happy, but you just, it's just part of the game. So you got to, you know, pick up your toys and move on. You know, 
So race is what's important, not the time qualifying. No doubt. Uh, for for Zach, it's not it's not uncommon for him to uh, approach things with a, a mature uh, approach and. Um, basically uh putting importance on the things that are most important for him to be successful and uh hopefully uh that culminates to a, a top of the step performance this year and uh you'll be able to uh get sprayed with champagne something uh you were able to uh, enjoy quite often with uh with the one the only Brock Tickle who's uh, currently out right now yeah yeah it's uh it's a great feeling to you know to win and it's been it's been a little while since I've had that feeling, and I hope uh, hope Zach can make it happen again uh, here in the not too distant future. Right on. Well, uh, Dave, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, we'll, we'll call you up again before the uh, the series is out to uh, get your thoughts on both uh, the progression of that outdoor setup for the for the Husqvarna and uh, the the rest of of Zach's uh season in the uh the West Coast Supercross. Any thoughts to uh to hit uh, a four fifty race out on the East Coast at all? Uh there's been some talk of it, but nothing uh nothing concrete just yet. So hopefully, you know, it's uh it's always fun to go to the races, so um it it could happen. I'm not exactly sure. And if he does do it, it'll be on a 350, not a 450. Fair enough. Well, uh, there's that 350 again. Uh, Dave, like I said, always a pleasure. I hope uh, you have yourself a great evening and at least two or three cold Victoria bitters. And uh, you have yourself a great evening, my friend. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.